Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. It's terrifying. Terrifying what I'm being accused of here. Welcome to the big show. Uh, Seth's with us. Forrest, is Forrest allowed to talk? He's not allowed to talk. No, but uh, let's just kick the show off on a high note. Good things happened yesterday. We went two days without a screw-up over the weekend. Wow. So we're at two days. Yes. The, five, the countdown continues. Yeah, so it's up on our Facebook stream. Wow. Are we calling it a screw-up now, or are we still calling it an F-up? <laughs> an F-up. And the silence Good job is... this weekend, Neil. Keep up the good go, work. Neil. Nice job, Neil. Nice job, Neil. <laughs> is it a love-hate relationship between you and Forrest? Yeah, he loves me, and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So let's get right to it. <laughs> we, we had this bet. Because I told Polly that I've known Patrick Ewing for a really long time. And uh, I said, no, I promise you, I know him well enough that he'll give me a hug. You want to hear the whole bet? I have the bet. Let's play, let's play the bet. Does he walk over and hug me? I will bet you <laughs> lunch at Delago wow. if Patrick Ewing hugs you. At any time. No, during the game. No, no, no. At any time. Come on, make it fair. At any time in our life? No, no, no. Like, I mean during this process. So Prior you, to tip. No, that's not fair because I can't. I can't say. See, you're you're giving yourself open-ended ways out of this bet. It's well, I'm not going be... in the locker room. It has to be out in the dome. How about that? Okay, before the end of the before the no final before horn. before he walks off the court because it could be at the end of the game. Remember, I'm I'm up in Ed's thing, so I can't. I'm not gonna be down there the whole time. So I got to go down to set up the subversive hug. Oh, I hope you. I I hope I lose this bet and you awkwardly hug Patrick. Ewing. <laughs> <laughs> so you were looking for me to dry hump Ewing like attack so him. So this from was behind. a win-win for me. Either you get stood up or you do right. an awkward hug. Right. I was gonna say, Paulie kind of nailed. Like it was kind of an awkward hug, right? I don't think it was an awkward hug. I thought he came over. This, he patted me on the arm. He said, "Hey, brother, how you doing?" And blah blah. blah. But you had to say, "Give me a hug." I thought he was going for like the arm pat, like "Hey, good hey, to see he, you, bud." Like not really a hug, and then you hug. Oh, him. he came. He came, he, he, he came in for that. Baby, how you been? Give me a hug. Yeah. Yeah. We we spoke after the game to boot. He called me. You you said give me a hug. <laughs> I said give me a hug. He was past you, and he had to come back and he, hug he, you. But 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 again, you won. Again, you won. It was a me too vict- hug. Victory. It was a me too. It was a Pepe the Pew hug. You stole it. Wow. We'll wow. get that up on Twitter. Yeah, we got to get we got we got to Facebook. We got to so get Neil the hug hopefully out. can get that out there. Are we going to leave it up to Neil? Neil's got it. Why would you do something that can endanger the the, the two days? Because it's part of his job. If you I can't know, tweet I know. something I wanna, out, we're in wanna, big trouble. I want to see if we can get to what's the under and over that he screws the tweet up. No, 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 not not the tweet up. What's the under and over that we get to seven? Does it get to three, four, five? It's not getting to seven, is it? No. No, no, no. no, no. Matt, Matt right, Park so said he would buy everybody pizza if it ever got to seven. If it ever got to, <laughs> ever seven. Got to seven. Okay. So, so what's the under and over, Seth, on how many? So we'll, I'll set the line. 
I'll set the line. Oh God, five days. I don't think Paulie will allow it to get past five it, days. No, I think he will find yeah, something he's in on control the control of it. Yes. No, 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 no. I would never do that. Next week is a tough week, though, because you've got nothing for far, four or five days where anybody has to work. So it's well, going the, to yeah, get. To, it's going. Well, to, we have to ask me work days. Well, no, I no, mean, it's this tech- week. This week we're going to have shows, but there's no women's basketball. There's no men's basketball games. Yeah. Like, Does that preclude them screwing up? No, but up? next week it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, when they're not doing it, next week is going to be even worse because there's five, four or five days where nobody even has to work. Yeah, but we we have to throw this out. There have to be seven work days. Those are technically no, uh, but my my thought is that they could get we we should get to seven this week because there's not really anything going on. There's crunch games and but but it, compared to a normal week, there's not much going on this week. What's the under over? You want to set it at five? Five days. So the they end can screw of five up during shows. The end of five. So so you're gonna say? Do they get? You're saying five? Okay, under or over. I am going to go. They only got to go three more. Oh, man. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm going over five. They're going to yeah, do I it. Yeah, I am too. They're going to do it. I'm going to say they'll get over five. I've sat down personally with all of them and had a conversation with them. I've I've come in and sat with them while they're working their night shifts now. And I was like, what are you doing here? So it, so I, I they must made, not read their emails because you, you, you emailed all of us. Yeah. So, so, so if it's going to go over five... It's going to get to six, and then they're going to screw up on day six. That's the yeah. call. It, yeah, it could happen. It could very, and it'll <sighs> we'll go as, and then it'll reset again. If it gets back to zero, they're off the air again. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say under. I think something else has to happen. <laughs> I don't see anything that would indicate to me that there's not going to be like the tweet or something's going to go wrong. I am going to break the silence. Because something we had our Christmas party on Friday. Yeah. At the Turning Stone. Yeah. Hey Neil, get in here. Two things happened at our Christmas party. I know. Neil, hurry up. You weren't there. I wasn't there. I have my kids that get off the bus at a certain time, so I I, I was very sad. I don't think anyone missed me though here at this company. Tell you the truth, I walk in, I still barely get a hello. Okay, so Neil isn't making a lot of money, right? And we. Oh no, he bought a Taco Bell. Something, no. did something terrible what? for them. No, Neil, what did you do at the K- Turning Stone Casino after the party? I went to the blackjack table. And? I lost. How much? $100. <laughs> that's 10 days of week work. That's that's literally a week's worth of doing the Daniel Baldwin show for you. No, it's, right? about, it's about a week in my other job. It, it's But it's... Five, yeah, because you work more hours here, but it's three, five days of the Daniel Ball. So, how show. much are you p- playing for? I just put it was a $10 minimum. $10 minimum. So, you're playing 10 bucks a hand. Yeah. Were you going up and down or you just blow it really quick? I just did. I, he was out I in was a just half unlucky. Hour. I was just unlucky. It wasn't that long. Jim, yeah. you, <laughs> Jim, no, Jim. I lost it way quicker than that. Because <laughs> Polly came over to me. I drove out with. I drove Polly out there, and Polly came over to me at at like one thirty five, and was like, "Hey, what's a good time to leave? Like two? And I was like, "Sure." And then he was back in the room before two o'clock, and he was like, "All right, ready to go." And like Neil was on the same timeline here, and I bet tw- I lost twenty dollars. So you know what a much better way to do it is. Stand Not there, gamble. Stand there, put your money down in front of a spot, but don't put the money across the line to bet. And watch the dealer, and if the dealer makes 19, 20, or 21 three times in a row, the next hand, 
bet it all in one hand. Do a hundred bucks. Because the odds of them making that four times in a row become like 10 times harder right. to do it four times in a row. So the chances that you're going to load up and have the 20 are way, way, uh, way I don't think I'm going to gamble we're not again quite, We're not quite that. counting cards, but we're playing the odds. But you the, are playing the odds. The funny thing is, again, tell the listeners once more how old you are. 21. 21. What was part of your response in your text? My mom is mad at me? That was a joke. She laughed at me when I told her. I think she was mad. I do too. No, she laughed at me. Well, but then why did we why did we find this out? Because oh, yeah. we were driving back on the thruway and there was a car in front of us. We're in the left lane and With we're a tra- handicap plate. And we're trying to get past this car because they're going kind of slow for in the, the left lane. I wasn't going slow. <laughs> Wait, so for the left <laughs> lane. And eventually, after sitting behind this car for like ten minutes, Polly gets a Polly gets a what, a call or a text yeah. that says, Tell Neil tell Seth to get off my back right and at that point i passed him on the right there's there is a line of cars in the passing lane going slow because stupid neil and his minivan this was a minivan this is the same guy who who i was going to speed limit viciously yeah i was going 70 i was going 70 yeah but when there's cars behind you you need to get the hell out of the passing lane like I said before. Do you before, not know what the passing lane is? I know how to drive. Not well. You've already had an accident in our parking lot and now blocked the passing lane. Yeah, you, you viciously attacked one of the girls that was cutting hair. Is it Kayla? Kaylee? What is her name? I don't remember. I don't remember. You don't remember? I don't you think tried she to get her number? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, right. You were all over that thing. He was hanging out sports clips for like months. But he had, he was blocking traffic in the passing lane on the yeah, way so, back. Yeah, so, so here's, here's what he's trying to tell you. So here's the number one lane, which is when you merge onto and you come off the road. And here's the number two lane, if there's only two lanes. This, you want to drive in this lane and only use this lane when you're passing someone. You don't stay driving in this lane. You, you, don't, you don't do that. Did you so, know that? Did you know that? I was just driving. I didn't care. <laughs> I, was, I was running. <laughs> I was just I driving. Was, I didn't care. I like I said to Paul, he says I was going to. So I just lost $100. I couldn't afford a speeding ticket. That's even more reason to move over. Yeah. Think about how much, how much faster you could drive if you didn't gamble. I know. It would be great. But I mean, it wasn't in my car. Now, how is the this car day, might be 100 how bucks is day two and he's in here on the mic? I had to break this stuff. I had, had to break this break story down. Yeah, he had. All right. And what, now, there he, was two things you said he did. That, that was both. He, oh, that's both yeah, the he, gambling and the driving? Yeah. And I had a good, I had a good weekend. Yeah, he didn't screw up this weekend. No, I had a good weekend. Nice. So, so what happens at the park? Can we do a little quick party review? Because I missed it. I know it's it was kind of uneventful. They, how was the food? The food was great. They uh, they gave a speech about how great everybody was, and I stink at my job. And it's did crazy. Ed single you out as you stink? Yeah, yeah, that yeah but that just happens every year. Tradition. That's not a, yeah, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> you else. are it's his just, material, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I'm the punchline. And then Pam took a couple shots at me, and we. I went there last year. Mary, the receptionist, won Employee of the Year. I saw that. I saw Mary she cried. It was a beautiful moment. She didn't do like a. I'm not going to accept the award because of uh, what's going on with Native Americans around the no, world. No, she said thank you, and even though I'd like to punch some of you in the face, I appreciate working with all of you. So. She did not say that. Yeah, she did. She was speechless she when she first she found out. She did say that. She said she so, sometimes she she would she would like to punch some of us in the face. Yes. Wow. I remember when I walked in last year. It was I just started working here, so I guess I wasn't expected to come. And uh, Ed went, wow, look who showed up. <laughs> that's, what he said. that's what he said. And I thought, all right, well, I guess that's about as good a review as I'm going to get this early on, huh? Well, I'm glad the party was great. Do, do, any, any, uh, who won the sweater? Uh, my my Hanukkah sweater did not win. 
Wow. I can't believe you didn't even get like I didn't in the even top get chosen. Five. I didn't that was weird. To, I forgot yeah. who won. Uh, Kelly. Kelly, yeah. Kelly. One of the salespeople. Nice. Nice. What, can, we, can we describe the sweatshirt? I don't even sweater? remember. I'm, yeah, I'm losing my mind. Are you I don't getting hammered? What I, what I remember about it is they said that she made it. Yeah, she made it herself. So. Well, she made she had it. like a bunch of bells. and. But she hung stuff on it. She yeah, didn't make like the sweater. It was like a bunch of tinsel and stuff. I thought like. just the opposite of how great it would be if someone came with like a totally see-through, like sexy, and have all the guys go, oh, Agnes wins. You know, they all just voted for her. We, I also had an issue with the employees that didn't wear ugly sweaters like myself, where if you're not going to wear an ugly sweater, you got to dress up for the Christmas party, right? Dude. I think so. Yeah, you can't go in jeans and a t-shirt. So you're talking to me. Well, Gump comes up and we're three. You sure you don't want me to tear that two down? No, I, no, this is I a had bit. a sweater, and I, as I'm driving to Syracuse, I left it at my house. Like, I had, I okay. literally left it laid out on my bed. Just See what next, I mean? That's, next a, year, that's an F up. Next year, a little, no, it's got nothing to do with it. Next year, just a button up shirt. Okay. Well, who else didn't do it? Oh, there's a lot of It's radio. I can't there's imagine a lot of, Josh a lot of showed up in a button down shirt. No, Josh wore an ugly sweater. Do you remember one year we went and there was a, a kid who was a board op for us at the time, and, he, and, and Ed, Ed decided that year to come down and come sit ne- uh, right next to us? And this kid stands up across the room and he goes, Hey, I'm so and so. I work at ESPN radio. And, and I, I swear, Ed just turns to us and goes, That kid works for us? <laughs> had no he idea. Listen. He takes great pleasure in doing that, so he doesn't do it all the time or whatever, but when it's some big wig, you know, when it's Mike Tirico yeah. standing there with him or whatever, and he turns around and he goes, you know, Baldwin, right? He works for me. <laughs> and then he'll introduce me that way. Ah, uh, to be the great one. To be the great and powerful Oz. Let's take a quick break. Let's do it, and we're going to come back and play So What? I'm so excited. It's time for... Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I just can't... Um... So What? It's unlistenable radio. You understand me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. We had uh, So What brought to you by the Wildcat Pizza Pub in Camillus. Big TVs. Catch all the SU and NFL action out there. Go ahead, Seth. All right. So we're going to start off with the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots in uh, one of the wildest endings ever. Let's listen to the call on WQAM. New England's got Gronkowski down here. Yeah, Gronkowski uh, standing at about the 15-yard line. He couldn't tackle anybody. Could I don't him? know why he's I, back there. I think, well, I know why. Knock they it throw down. it up. They he throw it up in the air. He knocked That's it down. It. That's exactly why. Tannehill, last shot, back to throw. They throw it down. They try to pitch it, and they do to Parker. Parker pitches it. And it's great, great. 30, 20, Greg Pouncey's got a tackle. Oh, no no way. way. No he got way. No way. No way. The Dolphins win it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Are you kidding oh. me? Oh. Oh. That is unbelievable. I don't believe what I just saw. You know, I like that they call it the, you know, the Music City Miracle, the this, that. When it's a playoff game where you're, like, you're going to advance, but I, you know, it's a, it's a great play. They, you know, Dude, that they, was a miracle. That was insane. That was against no, no, one of the no. most disciplined teams in the NFL. I, I get it, but did it mean anything? Yes, Miami's still on the playoff hunt now. Miami's dead. So, um, what? I, so what? I think that it, it, it means something. They're still in the playoff hunt. Uh, Miami has nothing yeah. to cheer for 99% of the time. That's <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> exactly. They have the Dan Levitard show. They need something to cheer about every once in a while, and they got that, something to cheer about. That play against... All right, for that, I'm converted. You're right. Against... <laughs> 
against the Patriots that happening is so slim to none. It's unbelievable. What's more compelling to me, and I realize that they you know, they win this game, but how bad throughout his career? How bad is Tom Brady in Miami? He just he can't, just can't seem to get. It get makes it done no. Down it there. makes no sense. It, no. The same thing. Ha- ben Roethlisberger's never won in Oakland. Right. It's crazy how that happens. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. They yeah. lose to and bad teams. And it's not a, it's not a specific coach because there have been like 17 of them. It's not a specific quarterback because yeah. they've gone through those like nothing. Like, it, they, they just can't go down there and beat the Dolphins. I it's will, mind-blowing. I will give the, the Miami radio guys credit because this was very prophetic as they were uh, going into it. New England's got Gronkowski down here. Yeah, Gronkowski standing at about the 15-yard line. He, he took such a bad run. angle and then tripped over his own feet. Yes. Trying yeah. to make the tackle. Yeah, it was, it was, it was you know, officious. You know, you bring that up, and, and between that and then Brady, like, not knowing what he was doing at the beginning of the first half, it was like everything that the Patriots normally do at the end of games and the end of halves, like, it, it just went completely opposite what they do. Norm- normally they're so good in those situations, and they weren't. But it makes you wonder if that, you know, normally if they're going down to Miami, that means they played in Foxborough the week before, probably. In most cases, I would bet. So, because it's home and away. Um there's, is there something about the temperature change for them? Or does Maybe it, they're does hounds and they're out on South Beach all night. Ooh, I didn't think about that. South I, Beach will do that to you, bro. Bro, I, I know all I about know how to South, party. I know all about South Beach. Trust me, I can't afford Let to. Let me pull some pictures up for I you. I can't afford to get into break. South Beach. But. I'm going to send South Beach pictures over to Seth while he's trying to concentrate. Do you, not, uh, you, don't, you don't stay on South Beach when you go down there with uh, the basketball team? No, we team? stay in Biscayne Bay. What goes on in Biscayne Bay? Not a damn thing. <sighs> Dolphin no. watching. It's no wonder. It's, it's Whale no, tours. It's no wonder you're so good at your job when you're down there in Biscayne Bay. <laughs> uh, moving on. Harold Baines made it into the Hall Who? of Fame. I know Paulie is really excited about this one. Uh, he never got more than six percent of the vote from the writers this is an in outrage. his time on the ballot, and he led one single offensive category in his twenty-two this is year career. So bad. But where is he across the board? Is he not? I mean, doesn't a guy in the Hall of Fame because he's he was... He's got 2,800 hits. I don't even know how many home runs. But he just played a long time. Right. He was a compiler. Yeah. He's a compiler. He played... That's my new... He, that's that's going to be Daniel He was Hoyt Wilhelm. He played until he was 58. 300, uh, 384 homers, 1,600 RBI. He's he's a good player, but yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer. They, so uh, how do you get in then? He's I, I don't know. Is there <laughs> acid? Someone... So one of the members of this committee. So for some reason, who was on the list? For it was uh, who did he beat out? He beat out Lou Pinella, George Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner should be. Uh, well, how's he not? How's he beat out George Steinbrenner? Because owners don't, people don't like. I him. know, but who cares? I, he should be terrible. You. That's terrible. Um, so players get to go to Keep this secondary this ballot. I don't, I don't it. have it in front of me. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> was Will Clark on this list or Fred uh, McGriff? I don't think so. The crime dog? Yeah, he should be in. Yeah, the crime dog was he was scary when he was. He, up. he, he was had, in the Royd era, and he was a scrawny little guy who. He should do the Mister Three Thousand thing. Try and come back for. I agree. Hit his couple home what's runs. What's the up? What's the He's, update on that? Uh, he was at five. Uh, He's like four ninety four. Yeah, four ninety five, something like that. So uh, George Steinbrenner, Oral Hershiser, Albert Bell, Joe Carter, Will Clark, Davy Johnson, and Charlie Manuel. How do you? How Will do you, Clark's the only one that should even get a second sniff on that list. No, read that list again, please. George Steinbrenner, Oral Hershiser. How do you keep Oral Hershiser out? Because he had a couple great years. He was. Yeah, he, I think he was a really good player, he, yeah, but not a Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer. 
Joe, uh, Joe Clark, Albert Bell, Will uh, Joe Clark, Joe, had, Car- Joe Carter. Joe sorry. Carter is not a Hall of Famer. Had no. a couple great moments, had a couple big years, not a Hall of Fame. Will Clark, Davey Johnson, Charlie. Will Manuel. Clark batted three oh three over a fifteen year career. That I think is good. Yeah, that's really good. I. I don't think that maybe I'm crazy. I don't think that players should get a second look. They spend time on the ballot where hundreds. No, because those idiots don't. I, the idiots don't vote properly, no, some, and it's not all the time. So yeah, some slip through the, cla- the cracks, but for the most part, if if you're somebody who at most got six percent of the yeah. vote, like you don't deserve this, a second look. This shouldn't be a mandatory vote. Well, there should right. also there should you know there's no brainer things like for instance there should be I, I believe there should be maybe we set a criteria. So, for instance, I, I, mem- I remember when I was on Best Dance Sports Show, we got heated over this argument when, when um, Palmero's name came up as far as qualifications go to the hall. And I said, listen, if you hit 3,000 base hits in your career, you should automatically be put in the Hall of Fame. 3,000 base hits, that's a baseline. There's not the math, there's only 28 guy or whatever it is. If you hit 500 home runs in Major League Baseball, you should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, those are basically it. Right. So so we sat together and, and they were talking about Rafael, Rafael Palmeiro. At the time, only Willie Stargell and Willie Mays had hit 500 home runs and had 3,000 base hits. Palmeiro did both. And I thought, I said, how do you keep a guy out of the Hall of Fame? I don't care what titles you want. He had 500 home runs and 3,000 base hits. He's somebody who get who should get the second chance because yes. he fell off the ballot right away because of the because the PED stuff. Thing, right. So when he comes up for this veterans committee, he should get in no yes. brainer. But but but, but there should, should be but there should be a certain certain rule. I believe you should be like if you've reached whatever or whatever you want to set the number of wins for a pitcher. If you've won 300 games as a pitcher. You're in for no matter what. There's not a ballot. He's but in. I think that naturally works 99% of the time. It does. You know what? Okay. But here's the thing. There should be rules for this Veterans Committee. To get Harold Baines even on a on a sheet of paper in front of them should not happen. And this happened where uh, like, the, the owner of the White Sox, Jerry Reinsdorf, was on the committee. One of his first managers was on the committee. And, and other people who you know managed and coached him and, and worked with him as a front office person. So obviously they're going to push for him and, and make his case. And in the in the articles and in, in the write-ups, you know, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf, the, the owner of the White Sox, where Baines played the majority of his career, uh, he said, you know, he, he's a great guy and a great player. I'm so happy for him. Like, he deserved to be in. The Hall it's of like, Average is what they should call it now. Wow. Neil could make it at this point. I don't think he has to get to seven. He has to get to seven. Seven days. is our magic yeah. number? That's our magic number. Seven, seven is our 300 wins. <laughs> it is. That's, that's the milestone. All right, what else you got? Uh, last thing, we've got uh, Yankee President Randy Levine is reportedly on the short list to be the next White House Chief of Staff. He's oh, been geez. Yankee President since 2000. He was one of six candidates listed by MSNBC. He does have some government type experience. I think I'm uh, all for it. He, he worked he worked uh in the Department of Justice in the 80s uh during the Reagan administration. He worked for New York City's Labor Commission uh in the mid 90s. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a bodybuilder who turned himself into a movie star. And I know Arnold, and I like Arnold. He was the governor of California for multiple terms. Had he been American-born, he would be the president of the United States. For sure, for sure he would have won. 
but he's not allowed to run because he's not born in the United States. So the point of my uh, of this is Oprah Winfrey is poising at the potential of running for president of the United States. And a reality show host who is a business tycoon is now the president of the United States. And he's poised to run again and will probably win a second time. I say the gloves have come off long ago. Let, let, he's, he's more than qualified. Randy Levine's kind of a crazy person. He's like, more than qualified. Like, he, right he, like he yells, he yells, like just. I like it. You need it. His, I know. It's very like funny it. to see the the uh, anonymous quotes, and you're like, "Oh, that's Randy Levine." I need you to be can, more like him. I need to yell at people. Do you do you see? Uh, I don't uh, yell enough. You know, Phil, uh, the the father on um, Modern Family. No, oh. no, no, no. The reality show where they have all the beards down in Louisiana. They make Duck uh, Dynasty. Yeah. So he, you know, he has this this segment that he does now where you like watch these three minute you know blurbs with him talking about so he just recently did one on trump and the president and it's just brilliant i love listening to is film. he the one who played football with terry bradshaw in college Be, he was bef- he was the quarter bef- quarterback before right. bradshaw and bradshaw took his place at like louisiana tech i think or something like that yeah he played this footage of him playing football that wraps up so what brought to you by wildcat did that wrap it up Yes. Brought to you by so. Wildcat Pizza Pub. Go to wildcatpizzapub.com for more gonna, info. What are we going to go over to the cat and have a little, little, little throwdown? I said they got to get a couple of pool tables. We're going to do an ESPN pool tournament. Hey, and don't forget all this week, uh, Daniel Baldwin will also be making your Christmas easier. Coming up later this week, Daniel will be giving away a chocolate pizza from Chocolate Pizza Company. <sighs> It'll knock a gift off your list wow. with the help of the great Daniel Baldwin, Santa, Santa Baldwin, Santa Baldwin. <laughs> yes, and he. Uh, so get your pizza and other sweets at chocolatepizza.com. Wow, you were really prepared for that segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to break. We'll be right back. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Brissett, the inbounder, to Hughes on the left sideline. Battle, they clear out. Clock frozen. Now it goes. It's a six. It's at five. Battle, 15-footer. Yes, for the lead. 72-71. Two and a half seconds to go. Tyus Battle drops one on G-Town. Pearl Washington and Jerry McNamara, eat your heart out. <laughs> Tyus Battle's done it again. Strong, Matt Park. I like Park. Voice of the Orange, bro. Uh, he can call it, can he? Yeah. He can. I like that. I've been working that. with him a long time. Have you? Does he talk to you still? No, we haven't had it. We haven't <laughs> said a word to each other outside of work in so, 20 years. <laughs> listen, I don't want to I don't want to rain on anyone's parade here um, because it's a great win. Uh, I, I get scared that it comes down to a last possession or almost last possession uh, and that we got to hit a shot like that to win a game against a team I think we should have beaten by 10. So... That's a little worrisome to me. Uh, the first half of this game, we did not look good. I am going to be Mr. Positive for the first time in my life. Wow. And I think that Just to Syrac- contradict me. If Syracuse plays as well as they did in the second half well, of yeah. that game, a full game, they're going to beat a lot of teams. Yeah, and and if if Philadelphia can hit an extra point, you know, or, or you know, and blah 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 blah. So maybe maybe did, that was the wake up. But we didn't play well. Is is this the kickoff? This is the it kickoff. Could, I'm hoping so. Okay. Because- yeah, I mean, I think you have to hope that it is. Uh, the way they played in the first half, they're going to lose every single game. I mean, that Ooh. it's they they hit twenty five percent of their shots. <laughs> you know, they're just not. That's not good enough to win. Um, they changed what they did in the second half. They were more aggressive. They made shots. Uh, you know, it 
being aggressive led to open shots that they got on the outside, and they took advantage of it. And uh, yeah, they only won by one, but they put up fifty points in the second half. And, and I think that that's that's like that. That doesn't happen. I mean, Georgetown played a pretty solid second half of basketball, and they still got outscored by 14 points. Like, that's remarkable. Right. Uh, Beheim also said that uh, at halftime, he challenged Tyus Battle to us postgame and said, hey, if you're going to play like this, you shouldn't have come back. He said in front of the team? He, he said that, yeah, he said yeah, he challenged in the locker room. He challenged Tyus at halftime and said, hey, look, if you're going to play like this, you shouldn't have come back. Tyus came out. And played his ass off in the second half. Right. I yeah. Mean, he looked. He looked like a different player, and 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 it was obvious right away. I mean, right away he came out and took over the second half. Um, what what he score? He scored something like seven of the first eleven points of the second half for Syracuse. I mean, he came out red hot out of the break, and I would imagine that that kind of little uh, jab from Beheim would would get that going for you. Yeah, well, that's a strong comment. That's a good motivation. And yeah. They just they. When when everybody's and this is a stupid thing to say, but when everybody's scoring, this is a totally different team. You know what I'm? <laughs> no, but like the past few games, it's been two guys. Right, it's been two guys. Well, and, I, and I think that you you have to look um, you have to look at Frank Howard too. I, I think that something went off for him. I think that there was a, a switch that got flipped. Even though he fouled out, even though he didn't play great, um, he finally looked comfortable on the floor. He finally looked like he was. Uh, not worried about going to the basket, and Frank Howard's a lot better when he goes to the basket and isn't settling for three pointers. And so, if he's going to be better doing that, like I, I think this team is ready to 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 hit their stride. And and I think that you know the second half showed that they can and and showed what that stride can be. Well, you know, I agree with Paulie about something. I I think that when when you're as good as Tyus can be. Um, I think that when other teams that are that are better than Georgetown are going to play us, they're going to know that, and they're going to focus on him, and they're going to collapse on him. And when he drives, so his ability to distribute the ball as he's moving, and the, the ability of guys like Adolajai and, and other people like that knocking down shots when he does distribute it will really be what determines how far we go. Because uh, I, I don't think he can carry it. Look, if he stays, we thought with new players and guys that were going to shoot the ball more than last year um, that his numbers would probably come down. But I think Tyus at 17 a game, um, you know, versus 20, 21 a game with other people scoring is obviously more powerful for the team's success. So well, I, I look to see what's going to happen in the weeks to come because uh, I, I get I was nervous in that first half. I really was. And there's one play that doesn't get credit in this game. Well, there's two plays. The charge at the end? Yeah. Uh, first of all, what was the Georgetown guy thinking? And second of all, Marek Dolajai doesn't get that charge drawn. There is no Tyus Battle winning shot. Right. That was a great play by Dolajai. And, and by the way, he was moving. <laughs> Did you watch the replay? <laughs> He leans into the left and shuffles his left foot. He definitely that should have been a block. And he had, <laughs> I think, the more impressive part. And yeah, he might have been moving, but he he hadn't played in the, in the second half. You know, Chukwu had played the entire second half up until that point, and he's coming off the bench cold. And he's just like, yeah, this is what I have to do. I'm going to stand in front of a guy and let him bowl me over. And like he yeah. he very he very much knows his spot on this team. Yeah, and then he's very selfless. Jalen Carey gets yelled at for taking a bad shot. Two minutes prior to being forced into a situation where he has to take the shot, and he hits it, hits a huge three. Thought that was a big play in the game too. That people are, everybody's talking about the battle. Carey gave them big minutes in the second half. He played the majority of the second half. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the difference in the team first half to second half, I mean, they almost were unrecognizable. I mean, I think the most important thing, think, think about what Seth said, they scored 50 in the second half. <laughs> there yeah, was team doesn't score 50 in games sometimes. There's games, <laughs> I was going to say, there's, there's almost full games. I mean, they average, what, 62, so... But between this and the Ohio State game, you see that if the offense is spread out and Tyus is your main guy... Yeah, they're I, very good. I mean, the the concern that you brought up before of at some point teams are going to focus on him. Isn't that what we thought was going to happen all year long last year? We thought that at some point well, they've teams, been focusing teams, on him for last year no, and this that's, year. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like at some point last year, we also thought, well, they're going to focus on him and they're going to take that away, and he's not going to be able to do quite as much as he did. And Tyus still scored 20 points a game. So, like, I, I I don't know that that's for me. I don't know that that's a concern. So they can't because, stop him. I'm not saying that, but I, I think that we saw last year that even when a team is focusing on him, he still can get his yeah. 20-something points. Right. The, the funny thing is, is he came back, he's still potentially a first-round NBA draft pick. So, you know, he's, he, he's going to get his. Exactly. You buying that? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with it, too, then. Will Greer has said that he will not play for West Virginia in the Camping World Bowl against Syracuse. And at, what I find really interesting is that as I bring that up to Forrest, as I bring that up to uh, Nikki Kneecaps, uh, and even some of the people in this room, doesn't seem to be, well, yep, so what, he's not going to play. It, it just bugs the crap out of me, the the apathetic attitude of you. Uh, and I, now, listen, I can argue both sides. It's not that I don't understand this. I do. You play for a university. You're... The outcome of the bowl game does have an effect on the school. It does have an effect on guys that are still on the team or who they can recruit and so on and so forth. And there doesn't seem to be anyone even batting an eyelash at the fact that this guy has, is a star quarterback, was a Heisman hopeful preseason. This was the team that was ranked in the top 10. And he goes, yeah, I'm not playing. Well, this goes to the, the it's kind of a hypocrisy thing. The people that want to pay players are now mad players are sitting out because they want to. You know, you know what I'm saying. If you, yeah. if you, if we're not going to pay these guys, they have every right to sit out a exhibition bowl game in order to make money in their I'm not, career. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not um, saying that I don't think he has a right to do it. This goes back to well, the, he should do it if he, if he thinks you think he should. So. Yeah, if he thinks it's going to, if he doesn't want to get hurt and he's going to prep for his career, absolutely, yeah. it's an exhibition game. What a if great he, if what he a, thinks it's going to help him enough. That's the thing that I question. I. Like when Leonard Fournette and, and Ed Oliver and Christian McCaffrey and these guys who are going to be like top 15 picks do it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What's Will Greer? And, and so that's kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this because I, I fully understand skipping this because you're benefiting yourself and, and making the best for your career. But I don't know that he's that prospect. Like, I, you know what I mean? I, I don't know that it's he's anything better than a quarterback. Right. But it's I don't know that he's anything better than a second round pick or, or oh, later. I think, I think he gets picked in the first round, late in the first round. Well, but but I'll tell you, I'll tell you this that now. What a great segue into! I am one of those people that has said I think that the university should share some of the money. Not it doesn't have to be some astronomical, and it's not a negotiable um, um, asset. Um, it should be a set amount of money for the player to play. Um, but but think about this: what if we segued into this by saying, okay, we're going to pay them to play in the bowl game? What if we started it there? What if you turned around to you at the university and you could say to him, we'll give you 50 grand to play? 
I, then I could, I would have an issue with him not playing if he. But if he also said I don't want the money and I because I'm going to be I'm going to make, make more. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, yeah. you might you might get somebody to do that. I'm sad. I'm sad for the university. I'm sad for the fans. Uh, you know, we want to play them and beat them here in Syracuse with their full roster. Absolutely. And, and they're a completely different team without him at quarterback. I will say that as far as that thought goes, and I agree, you want to beat the team when they're playing their best. We'll remember that for like two weeks, maybe a couple months, and then like once you get down the road, is anybody going to remember who West Virginia was and wasn't playing? The, the, like it in in the grand scheme of things, like if the, if this is a ten win season and the start of something really great here, is anybody going to remember that that Will Greer didn't play in the last time we I'm played? Remember, I'm going to have nightmares about it. The last time we played West Virginia in a bowl game, they they could have cared less to be there. They didn't even try, we and they probably them. would again today. Yeah. So we're going to stop. We're going to roll all over. I have a feeling, yes. And and ultimately, these games are just exhibitions. So so at the end of the day, then let me ask you this: Unless you're in the playoff, let, let me, okay. Hang on. So then let's think about this: Does this game matter and the performance level for Eric Dungy as far as his prospects in the NFL? No, not at all. Nope. So if he throws for four hundred and lights him up, that doesn't. Or, doesn't or, matter. Or, or looks terrible, it doesn't I don't, matter. I don't think it does. This game has way more meaning for Syracuse than it does for West Virginia, and ultimately in all of the facets, for players that are trying wasn't to be speak- seen for the first time in Dungy, all of them, you know, like for players... wasn't speaking about the university. I know, I'm so, talking about Seth players. adamantly shut, cut shut I don't think it down. does. doesn't. I, but, but I am speaking, there's players on Syracuse that don't yes. get a look, that are going to get a look this Yes, because of this bowl but not game. For, so it matters for other players, but not for Dungy. No, everybody knows who Eric Dungy is by yeah, this point. Yeah, I, I think that I think that you understand what he is. Okay. So. And are you also? Because I don't know if you were in studio when I brought this up. Are you of the opinion that he's not going to be in the NFL? I am. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. He'll be on a practice squad. Right? He'll yeah. make it. He'll he'll be in some kind of a training camp, and he'll go through the summer routine. I, I don't think he's going to stick on a roster. Hmm. I think he's a. I think he's a prototypical backup. I actually think he's a guy that you want to. Who's going to play? Um, I don't think he gets the start, but certainly when you look at guys like Sanchez last night, Dungy can play. Uh, let's go to break. We'll be right back. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, and we're back. And Paulie the Mole, we have a big Daniel Baldwin Show party at the home team pub the day of the bowl game, the twenty eighth, Friday noon to one. And then we'll also do a pregame show from there from 3 to 5 right up to kickoff with you, Seth Everett, and maybe myself. It'll be a good time. Home Team Pub is at 7990 Oswego Road in Liverpool. You can find them online at hometeampub.com. But here's the thing. During our Daniel Baldwin show from 12 to 1 on the 28th, 20 people will be allowed to sit at our VIP table and eat for free during the Daniel Baldwin show. Ooh. You excited? That don't, don't, strong. don't get too excited about I, that. I, I'm pretty strong. Listen, I went to the home team pub. I left the SU game after I got my hug from Patrick Ewing. <laughs> I hung out. I watched like, t- I went up to uh, the great one's booth, uh, his suite, and it was packed with people. And my kids were really hungry and they're bugging me. And I'm thinking, I'm not hanging out here. So then I went to go to another friend's suite. I realized he only has that suite during football. He wasn't there. I called him his restaurant uh, um, to see if there was food to, to uh, eat. I called the restaurant. I didn't call him. Um, and they weren't open yet. So I got to feed my kids. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to 
Schleckham out to home team pub in Liverpool. Great place. Really nice monitors all around. It's got like a little stage for us to do the show. It's got a private banquet room, the whole bit. And they had these milkshakes that were off the chain. Now, I am not supposed to be drinking milkshakes as a diabetic. My sugar was like over 300. I got home, I started feeling really queasy, and I checked my butt. Nice place. I'm excited about being there at the home team pub. So four three seven seven six four four right now four three seven seven six four four. You will be at the VIP table during the Daniel Baldwin show. You'll eat for free for an hour. Watch us do our shenanigans. Myself, Mr. Baldwin, K Rock, Josh, Gump will be back here running the board. Also during the game, Nikki gotta, Caps. We bring Nikki we'll Caps. We'll bring Caps with us. Bring caps during out. the game, fifteen bucks per person. Advanced tickets, twenty five at the door. Food, buffet, pizza, wing, salad, pasta, desserts, and more during the game. We All have, you can eat. We got to get some guests. Two 65 inch TVs, full sound, giveaways, raffles, prizes. So come on out. We're giving away, us, the Daniel Baldwin Show. Wow. You got to be there to win. We're giving away season tickets to next year's SU football season. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. That's season big. tickets. Season again? tickets. That's big. That is big. That's a big prize. I can't even get SU to give me a ticket to go to the game. <laughs> Put your name in the drawing. Daniel can win. You know, wouldn't it be so terrible if they pulled? Oh my God, the place would go nuts. They'd be rioting. Uh, we got to get some people that listen to the show uh, to come in and guest star with us. A couple. We got to have. We have a contest to do that too. Okay, we got plenty we, of time we, to figure that out. We'll have. Uh, we'll have. Uh, some why don't you just shoot me right down? No, I'm saying. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea, Dan. Great. Who's mm-hmm. a regular Pat? Do we want Crazy Pat to come and? No, we got. No? We, listen, no? we got people. Okay. We got people that uh, um, we need to get to, like cute girls to come. I don't know cute girls. If I knew cute girls, I wouldn't be doing this show. Can you, you say, do you know cute girls? Because it didn't come out right. Uh, yeah, we'll have Seth be the judge. We're going to have him drive around and try to find us. Oh, what do you think? Seth's our pimp? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly pimp what we should Pimp Goldberg? Pimp Goldberg. All right, we got to take, we got to like get that. out of this. All right, let's get out then.